Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the TetraCast. My name is Zach Reese. I'm your host. It is the August 4th, 2018 edition. Joining me today, we first got the return of James Glizio. Hello. It's been a while. It has been. Uh, it's good to have you back. Uh, we'll have some important stuff to talk about in just a little bit here. Uh, but also the return of Adam Reese. Hello. Hello. Yeah. So um, it's the last couple of weeks. It's just been me and Anne Vitali, uh, But now he's uh, taking a little bit of a break, dealing with some other issues. And so now we've got a couple other of the crew here with us today to talk a little bit about the news that been showing up here. So uh, let's get into it right away. Um, so let's start with you, Adam, because mm-hmm. you've been playing a game that I have also kind of had the life sucked out of me. <laughs> Uh, yeah. No Man's Sky. Now, of course, just over a week ago, uh, they released their next update. I did talk quite at length about it during the last podcast about how much I'm enjoying it. Uh, but you, are, of course, have picked it up as well. And so what has your experience been with it so far? I know you, uh, if, correct me if I'm wrong, you picked it up quite a while ago, right? Did you pick it up around the launch? Or? Yeah, I, I uh, bought, well, I bought it uh, off Steam like several months ago during... I'm not sure. It was just a sale I had. I wasn't. I don't remember. Maybe a fall sale. Uh, but yeah, I had that, and I did really touch it because I was just kind of getting it while it was cheap and waiting to see what they did with it. Sure. Like because I knew that they were going to work on it from now for quite a while, and now that the next update was live, I figured it was a good enough time to jump in where I wouldn't be like spoiled from anything happening before, or I mean, like, or at least my experience wouldn't vary differently from before the update and after the update, like some games have. Yeah. So I uh, got into that game. I got into space. I went to the different system. I I found that space anomaly, which uh, is just a big sphere with its own gravitational pull, which makes it difficult trying to get inside when you're being chased by space pirates. <laughs> yeah. Easy to get shot at. Like the other night, um, I had this problem where, like, the person on the anomaly named Specialist Polo um, I think that's what his name is. Uh, but he asked me to destroy a certain number of sent, uh, sentry bots on the planet, which are these kind of robotic, like, no, I don't think anyone really knows what they do, but they're just there to, like, make sure that people aren't uh, stealing resources or killing anything. Yeah, or things that's like all that. they were there for, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like, I guess it's a Mass Effect kind of thing where those uh, aliens that are taking care of the Sentinel it just kind of makes me think of that, you know, like just an AI that's just there to do things on its own terms. And um, so I got, I, had, I fought them, but there's this uh, thing about uh, trying to escape from them where if you get out of their reach and the time is gone, like the, they have, uh, they, the time has run out from them trying to search for you and not being able to. Yeah. But if you're still in the air, that doesn't recognize that it's over. They, you have to get, you have to like land on the ground and get out and then it'll recognize that they've deactivated. So instead I went into space and they started coming after me in their own ships. Yes. That's a tough one. And yeah. And like the place I had to go to where special polo Polo is was on another planet, so I was 15 minutes away. So what I did was just I kind of just held down B the thruster and just like waited 15 minutes, <laughs> like waiting, just like keep driving towards there and just looking at my phone, doing other things because the ships that were chasing me couldn't get close enough to fire at me, but they never let up. They just kept chasing me and chasing me. Oh wow! What was Whoa. that? 
<laughs> James. That's, a, that's James. funny. James, what was that noise? <laughs> Did you like, 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 I think it just cut him off guard. Man, you like breathed right in the microphone, scared the crap out of me. Sorry. Uh, yeah, hot tip, Adam, if you want to get around dealing with those pirates, is that um, obviously you can always re enter atmosphere uh, into another yeah. planet and deal with that. But also, instead of, uh, and this is something I learned pretty quickly, it's that instead of holding down the button when you fire your weapon, just t- repeatedly tap on it. That Oh, so- no. I wasn't, I wasn't talking about that. I know about the mining beam thing where. Uh, if you just hold it until the end and then let go and then press it again, it'll like it empties. I'm talking about just trying to get away from the sentry ships. Oh, like, not, not I, the mining beam, but the photon. Uh, yeah, I, the, the problem wasn't beating them because if I destroyed them, they're just they just summon more. Sure. So yeah. I guess like, you have to it, like yeah. The only thing at that point is to re-enter atmosphere and just get away yeah. from them because yeah, it's kind of like the wanted cool. level in Grand Theft Auto where the only way to do it is to escape. And I couldn't really do that because I didn't have any thruster fuel left, so I couldn't land wherever I wanted, and there wasn't any like trading place. I couldn't. The waypoints for some reason on that planet had disappeared, even though I had scanned it and found trading posts in the past. It just wasn't showing up for me, so I didn't know where I could land and get back up without coming into contact with sent- uh, sentries. So I just kept going. And like, uh, I got up, I got up with my controller and went to the kitchen and fixed myself dinner while still holding down B. And just, I did all that with one hand, uh, just fixing myself a sandwich (laughs) and went back and sat down and ate. And by the time I was done, I was pretty much in line with that uh, anomaly. And that's when I came up to the uh, gravitational pull that the anomaly has where it slows you down real a lot. And they caught up with me and, uh, shot at me a lot, but I managed to get inside. So it was a real, it was a real headache trying to get away from them. I mean, I would assume it probably would have been faster just to go ahead and mine for the materials needed to get more launch fuel. I mean, obviously, um, there are uh, materials. I was at level rocks. three. I was yeah. at level three with them, so they'd be sending those uh, quadruped uh, robots after me and all that. And I was already really sick and tired of grinding for thruster fuel uh, and there isn't any, anywhere to get uranium close by. I still am having trouble finding uranium even if it's like like now that I've managed to get my own freighter, there's one quest that asked me to get all, like uh, 200 uranium and that's still a problem to get because the galactic trade thing doesn't often have uranium. So yeah. it's becoming a real headache. To, to <laughs> There's a lot of problems I have with uh, No Man's Sky and um, I'm starting to see like a limit to my patience and also my interest with the game, and uh, it's more like that. I'm seeing like I'm not. I wasn't really uh, enthusiastic about No Man's Sky in the first place because I thought it would just be exploring for the sake of exploring and not much else. Like, there's only so much like of a game world you can see before you go like, okay, what's there to do? And uh, if the only mis- uh, storylines they have are the ones I already know about and they don't seem to last that long from what I hear, then this game isn't going to hold my attention for long. So I'm hoping that um, I can just get what I need done and move on to something else. And I hope it doesn't disappoint me like that. Well, I mean, there's a lot of fun to have. In in my opinion, I've been having a great time with it. I guess that, I mean, there's definitely a lot of other games. I mean, the Yakuza, Yakuza Zero just came out on PC, so... There's yeah. definitely other stuff to play, and we're definitely getting into that season starting next month, especially with in terms of season. stuff to want to want to play. 
Um, that's kind of like where I'm coming from. It's that anything to sort of fill the gap before something uh, better comes around because I am definitely engrossed in it and I'm having a great time yeah. just uh, finding a bunch of materials, uh, obviously resource gathering, but also selling and talking to a bunch of people. I think it's great that you can go to a bunch of different planets and there's always something worth checking out, if not taking pictures of it. Um, like there was a planet I was on where there was just a bunch of like floating sponges, like these a giant like uh, uh, I don't know what you would call them, but they're like little rocks that just kind of hover around like asterisks, uh, just hovering around in the air. They don't have any materials in them. They just kind of give this planet a, kind of a scary look to it. I actually might make it uh, the header for this for this uh, podcast on our post. But yeah. Um, it's it's been really nice to be able to experience something like that. And right now, I've gotten so much money together that I was actually able to buy an exotic ship uh, that I took a picture of. Uh, that's the one you actually replied to me on Twitter, Adam. Yeah. That's, a, that's an exotic ship. It was actually uh, a little on the cheaper side. It was about uh, eight million after I traded stuff in. That doesn't sound cheap, but if you go for like the um, the uh, I forget what they're called, but the the like there's the hauler ships which are yes. like uh, fifty million because they have like forty thirty the thirty five to forty slots and they like have like they're known to be like real tanks. They can take yeah. a lot of damage. Like shield boosters are pretty high and yeah, they yeah, have that's, like, they have like a ton of space in them. And that's that's kind of that's the, what I have. Yeah, I have I mean, a hauler. I mean, honestly, like that's the that's the thing I would personally probably would want to have because honestly, at some point, it's like you're not really using it to fire upon ships that much unless you've got a a mission to go after like bounties that you have or pirate ships or anything like that. For the most part, you're just using it as a storage vessel, and so yeah, I pretty much sold everything I had and then some to get that hauler ship. I figured it was like an investment in my future kind of thing. So now I'm just I'm the it's just. Uh, well, yeah. What you were gonna say? I was just gonna say that you can still find crash ships uh, using distress signals, uh, and the, and all you have to do on those ones is just build them to the point that they can fly, and then sell them, and you get a lot of money. That's actually how I made the money too. Uh, get the the exotic ship that I have right now, which looks really cool because it's like it's got like this big orb as a base uh, that has like this foil design on it on the sides, and then it's just got a gigantic like fin that reaches all the way to like the ceiling in a space station, and so those orbs just, kind of kind of almost look insectoid kind of thing. It's like fascinating. Just, it's, yeah, I, and anytime we come across like an S class ship, which is what uh, everything's graded uh, in terms of like C B A S. Uh, S class is the exotic ships that are super hard to find. But if you go to a, and I mentioned this to you, of course, is that if you go to a uh, a solar system that has a flourishing or abundant or something like that uh, economy, uh, then you typically can find those a lot more often. Yep. And that's I don't that's have the economy scanner yet, or I'd probably be able to tell. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah. I do agree that there are some problems with the game. Like, the one thing that you brought up before, and I'm also super frustrated about, is the fact that you cannot tag something and keep it logged. And so, unless you decide to build, a, like, a base or a beacon right next to whatever the place is, like a drop pod, which is where you build up the exosuit, the suit that you're wearing, to add yeah, more Yeah, you give it more inventory stuff. slots, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, unless you do that, uh, you lose that spot forever. And if you, like, tag something and then tag 
tag something else, the thing you just tagged before, that's lost. And also, yeah. it, it, it continues with like the um, the signal beacon in that you use it to... That's what you use. To, you put it like it's a portable equipment slot. You drop it on the ground, and then that tells you... You can tell it to find a distress signal, which is where the crash sites tend to be. Actually, almost I think that's actually what they are. Yeah, and there's an item you can get that specifically looks for drop pods. I have like five of them. Yeah, but the problem is is that if you op- use the dis- the signal beacon and then tell it to look for uh the the nearest uh thing like sites, you know, anything like that, it searches and then it can find that distress signal, but then if you go back into the signal beacon and tell it to find something else like a drop pod site, then it erases whatever it saw before. And it doesn't matter if it was on a different planet, it just erases it. And I hate the fact that it overlaps that. And I've lost yeah. so many drop pod sites just because it decides I went, not to do that. I went for a drop pod, and then I had found out I needed more copper to make some chromatic metal to fix the slot. And I brought my uh, freighter into uh, orbit, and I went over to it, and I thought, like, okay, I tagged it. I can memorize where it is, but apparently the freighter doesn't stand still because, like, no. I went, like, as, like, as... Uh, I went from the left. I could see the left side of my freighter from the bottom, and I thought, like, okay, if I, even if it doesn't give me a waypoint, I could just like try to remember how I approached it and go the opposite direction. Uh, but then when I got my copper and went back, I couldn't find it, and I left the portable refinery behind to take care of because I already put some copper in there. So I was like out of like some chromatic metal yeah. that I was making. You can't and, go straight there and straight back. I made the same mistake just yesterday. Yeah. And here's a tip about freighters. If you save one and get uh, get it, or if you just have one already, and if you rescue another one and they offer to let you uh, get it for free, do not accept it unless it's better than what you have because it will overwrite your old freighter and you will lose all your storage and all that stuff. That's kind of silly because I just bought a new freighter because my old one was kind of... Uh was was kind of garbage when i picked it up and it offered it told me that okay now go ahead and transfer everything over and i did that so i don't know yeah. if it's just that what is the free ones that you can't yeah it's the free ones it's it's mm-hmm. probably just the free ones considering what you're talking about because garbage. i accepted the offer for free and uh all it said was okay now you're the captain of this freighter and i was like okay uh is there some way to transfer stuff over and like no so i had to reload my past like hard save and that's not easy to get in this game to have hard saves no, I mean it's that's, and, and anytime you hop out of your ship, it's a manual save, and so you tend yeah. to like, or if you or auto save, yeah, or you or you teleport to a different galaxy, uh, then it uh it overlaps it. You only have one hard save and one manual, and and uh, excuse me, one auto save and one manual save, and nothing more than that. And uh, no, the thing like you know the fact that you can't remember where things are like that seems like a quality of life improvement that should have been made a long time ago like if anything like i'm sure the traveler who your character is a traveler like written on a piece of paper or something like that all right so i hear it's like yeah. i don't get the fact that um you they cannot have tag more than one thing yeah it's it's like it, I, I get the feeling that they don't want it to be like assassin's creed where you're your 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 radar is overflowing with icons, and I totally understand that. But at the same time, it's extremely frustrating losing a bunch of stuff, and it wants it puts you off the game because, despite the fact that this next update is really uh, robust, it's also still got that heavy grindy aspect of it that you have to like spend a lot of time grinding for resources or visiting a bunch of space stations and things like that. And that can be, yeah. as you as you mentioned, really off-putting uh, if you're just looking for some uh, game to relax. Because honestly, that's what this game really is. And that's what I talked about last week. It's that it's just meant to be a game that you kind of like 
uh, casually play through and just spend uh, every so often play. Maybe it's more, it should be more like Animal Crossing that you spend maybe like 20, 30 minutes uh, every so often playing, not like hours on hours on L and N because that'll obviously burn you out a lot quicker. But yeah, good luck doing that with Animal Crossing. Yeah, but yeah, it's uh, I think the it's the problem is that there's no reason why you shouldn't be able to make as many waypoints as you want with especially with a space game and like i've played so many of those kind of games that i guess that i just keep comparing them like to other like the x games and not this extreme sports one but the x3 terra and uh uh freelancer and free space and all these other space games that uh try to give you as much like elite dangerous and they just gave you so much to work with and give you a, a huge world and uh, elite dangerous allows you uh with their recent, well, I guess not recent anymore, but their, I think it was Horizon update. They let you go on planets and drive around and walk around, and that's like I think they've just beaten No Man's Sky at their own game. And Honest, yeah, honestly, when I hear people talking about No Man's Sky, like the number one thing I think of is just it sounds like well they've improved it with the gameplay aspect with the next update, but even like even now I hear people talking about all this exploring. I'm like, well isn't like space engine a thing like i don't see if if you're doing engine? it for exploring yeah i mean space engine is something you can use to just explore around the universe if you wanted to do that i mean it's it's not that type of game really where i mean it's it's got it's also a lot of it's the story that they try to tell uh and that you're you know you're going to these different places and every so often you meet all these people like since the it was originally released they have released some big expansions to it like atlas uh, was important to that. That's the anomaly. Atlas Rises. Yeah, Atlas Rises. That's like the anomaly thing you were talking about, I believe. Um, yeah, I was stuck in that. I didn't know what to do in that system, and I was just in that anomaly system for so long because I was waiting for, like, okay, what's the next leg of this journey? Am I going to get anything here? And then I finally go, you know what? I'm just going to see what happens if I go to another system. Like, it's not easy making uh, a warp uh, drive cell or a warp cell or whatever it's called. But I'm going to make one. I'm just going to see what happens if I go to another system. And right when I left the system and went to another one, I got that distress call for a freighter that I've been waiting for for several days. That I finally got my own freighter. And um, excuse me. And uh, I got this like I had some extra stuff in my log and something from Artemis. Yep. Mentioned some kind of red uh, computer room that I don't remember at all. But maybe I just did it and didn't remember like. Maybe it's that one room where you had to clean off the monitor before receiving data. But uh, uh, my suggestion for people is that if nothing's happening, just move on and the story will catch up kind of thing. I mean, that's that's the thing. This is not like some Google Earth kind of thing where all you're doing is just exploring and doing whatever. Like, that's definitely a part of it. But it's also uh, heavy into the mechanics itself. Like it's 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 a lot more hands on uh, than you'd expect, especially with all like like I'm, we were talking about the pirates that you're fight, fighting, the sentries, the bounties, um, all the missions and quests that you can do to build up your resources and unlock upgrades. Because you can unlock you can upgrade uh, your ship, your suit, and uh, your gun, your, your multi tool, yeah, yeah, your freighter. You can upgrade that. Yeah, the freighter is a kind of a newer thing that you can uh, build up and purchase, like merchant cruisers that you can use to send on missions. Uh, to yeah, just like that kind of mobile experience that some games have, or like okay, it'll take some time to get back, but then they'll bring some uh, rewards with them, and 
I, I, like I hope they don't introduce it. real money into it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like no. It's obviously it's it's these are all free updates, so clearly they don't care. Um, but it's um, it's also always cool. Also, when you're done sending a motion cruiser off, that they bring with them back a log file, and you can go through all the different things, like extracted like the super. Uh, high value resource very carefully and encountered these monsters and helped the local populace defeat them and all these like these adventures that they go on. Clearly you're not Uh-oh. a part of it, but you know, you're also kind of experiencing your own stuff like that. There's always stories to tell. Like that's the kind of the cool thing that I like about right. this is that you're on you're playing this update and now it's back in everyone's conscious again and you've seen on Twitter about all these different stories people have that I myself have experienced too where it's like I'm on a planet like I just landed one earlier today it was like a super desolate planet very barren barely any resources I can find there are definitely floating centuries around but like I came upon this egg uh, that uh, contained like this highly valuable resource I shot it all of a sudden a swarm of these demon bugs came out of the ground and just started like rushing at me at a very high speed and i had to book my way all the way back to my ship that was about 500 uh, uh yards away. i don't know what they call it, like the units away uh and that whatever that you a u minutes or <laughs> i don't i can't really tell i'm sure it's a maybe it could potentially be an actual metric but uh or just maybe they're all made up one but either way it was quite distance yeah. away like meters away or something but it was um there's definitely those moments like that but it definitely can wear on you uh, after a while and I can find that once I'm done with the story, which apparently will take about 20, 25 hours, I might like give it a break for a bit. And, uh, Hopefully and they on. add something else. <laughs> it's definitely a game where like when they add, add the multiplayer component to the next update, that's probably the, way, the best way to play it is with other people. Because all those stories I hear sometimes is just like other people like trolling their friends or uh, getting stuck uh like pulling a bunch of pirates with them with their uh, uh, up to their friends and just having them fight them off uh but you know in the controlling your own ships it's just there's something really appealing about that i can see but uh i would still say it's a very it's a hell of a lot better game it seems than it was at launch uh and like walmart had the game for like 10 bucks on ps4 this past week it might still be that actually i might i might check that right now just in case uh yeah see if maybe it I think it it may have gone back up, but I think it's still pretty. You'll find it like it's considering how like considering how old it is. I wouldn't be surprised if it went back down pretty yeah. soon. It's it's twenty bucks on Walmart right now. It was ten bucks earlier, but no, twenty bucks for this game. It's not a six dollar game, I don't think. But it, despite how ambitious yeah. ambitious it is, but I would say you know for twenty bucks, it's definitely worth that price point i'm having a good a good time with it but adam it sounds like you're not as uh inclined to continue with it well i will give it as much time as i can but the i've never been one for exploration for exploration's sake and i i'm always like if it has good writing i'll i'll go through anything and that long stretch of time where nothing was happening i didn't know where to go what to do it kind of soured me on the game somewhat and not to mention that glitch i mentioned where I mentioned it uh, on Twitter to you that uh, I was I got on a freighter just because I was waiting around in the system to see if like if the pirates are going to attack if they're going to give them a distress call and so like I saw this capital ship and I was like that looks pretty nice I'll go inside and ask the captain how much it's worth just to be curious because I was just wasting time and uh, when I was about to enter the captain uh, the bridge like I was right near it the ship suddenly disappeared out from under me and I fell through space and I died and. I uh, lost my uh, the goods I had, and I wouldn't. I 
can't remember if I lost my ship. I think it just went transported to the nearby space station along with yeah. me. And I my stuff got damaged. And it said, like, oh, you just died because of cos- cosmic radiation. Like, Yeah. I mean, when you die, what's supposed to happen is, like, a corpse run. It's that it drops, like, this... Uh... I don't know what they get, like this relic or something. It just drops what? where the spot that you are at, and so you have to run Wait, back to what? it and pick up the the items. Yes, that happened to me. I thought you just lost all that stuff. That's no. why I never, I couldn't like get it, so I just kind of gave up on it. So I I've mean, always you're, been, like, you're not going to be able to pick it up from space anyway, and so you definitely lost it. I mean, when no, you die on a planet, I've died on planets, and I just gave up on like getting no. that stuff back because I thought when you die, you just lose all your stuff. So that's news to me. No, the game tells you outright that you have to go find your corpse and recover your, all the items that were on you. So I, I don't think the game ever told me, or if they did, it was some kind of uh, fine print kind of thing. No, because... it, it, it was up in my face about it. So I don't know. Maybe it maybe it was the first time you died when it was in space or something. I can't tell you. I think uh, I. It was probably on the first planet because I, the planet that I started at, I uh, it was, had storms and extreme weather, so I wasn't able to get to caves sometimes. And there's no real way to protect yourself from the uh, elements of the weather because, like, your ship doesn't work, and like you can just you can't like get in there and go around. You just like if I'm in a ship, I'm safe. If I'm not, then I'm just getting worn down, and I have to get more carbon to. Restore my uh, suits like health uh, hazard, uh, the hazard suit support systems, and yeah, that yeah. that starting out was really hard for me, and that didn't help my feelings on the game. Like, yeah. why can't they just introduce you to a system that I mean, introduce you to a planet, even if it's survival? They should at least give you a leg up by giving you a planet where that doesn't have that kind of problem so you can get used to the systems but oh, oh i had a i had a shitty start to mine where it's like i mentioned it last week but my planet was very spicy like it was like it had storms <laughs> like constantly uh, like where it got up to 200 degrees fahrenheit and then um apparently and i checked this out later like the conflict level is abnormally high <laughs> like i looked back and it was actually the most like conflict heavy <laughs> area in the entire universe like in that or at least that that galaxy yeah. uh, and so i ended up being in, in a very difficult place where as soon as i got off the planet with my ship i immediately got into a fight so that's kind of um that's kind of that was my experience i would say i mean obviously you can just hop in your ship and get your uh your hazard suit repaired yeah. but when you build that's, your base yeah. that's as long as you're indoors and then you avoid all that at least that's that's something yeah, that's but okay. starting off you have to find, first find your ship so yeah it yeah it was like i wasn't near it and i didn't i there's like a cave nearby i had to keep going into and out of it because i just couldn't stand the elements my system kept draining pretty fast and yeah. i didn't know what i was doing like a, maybe not the best idea to start off a, ga- uh, a new game by playing survival mode, but I just figured that it would at least give some kind of uh, twist to a, a game that I'd otherwise maybe not play. Yeah, so I, I mean, tried to, yeah. it gets better, but you know, it's still a big old pain, and I, I like yeah. like it's still like extremely grindy, and if that if that stuff doesn't interest you in crafting, like all the years of me playing the Atelier series, I'm totally down with crafting. Uh, but even then, like this stuff can be annoying when you're like, I just need that one resource. I cannot find it anywhere, and also um, I have Master to constantly fuel. be refilling these meters. And yeah, it's it's like a survival game to the nth degree, and it's sometimes just a little overwhelming. So I get that. Thruster fuel is the worst 
Yeah, <laughs> thrust of fuel is a pain. Yeah. Uh, and I, I was actually say no, I would la- say like the launch, yeah. uh, whatever. That's the what I mean. Sorry, yeah, launcher, uh, launch thrusters. Yeah, that's what it is. The regular. The, the... Ha- Go ahead. Yeah, just uh, having to get the fuel to get off the uh, ground in the first place. Like I always have to look for places where you can like they let you land and get back off without having to use thruster fuel because that's just a big headache to have to keep making the same fuel over and over, and you can only put two in your ship, and that's only good for two launchers unless you get the specific upgrade that reduces it down to 20%. But even then, it's like, I don't know what it is. The, the It's not like a full 100%. It's like it uses 20%, and that's not good for five poles. That's like good for four poles, and then it just asks you to get more fuel. It's, I don't know why they would include this. Like Even for realism's sake, that's going a bit too far to have you just let me get off the ground without having to like worry about where I am every single moment. Yeah, a bit of a pain. Well, let's talk about something else you've been playing, though. You've been continuing <sighs> on with some Xenogears. 40 minutes on No Man's Sky, gosh. Yeah. yeah well, we want to talk. There's not much in news. So. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. So I'll I've, just uh, uh, talk about Evo a bit when I get to my turn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You have plenty of time for that, too. Wait, it hasn't yeah. been 40 minutes. What are you talking about, James? Anyway, uh, yeah. So, Adam, uh, you've also been keeping up with Xenogears on the stream, though. Yeah, uh, at the part that I'm at, I'm in the Kislev sewers. Uh, for those that have played it, they know that it's a real like. There's a real uh, what's it called? A gate, a gateway boss like that kind of gate guardian that just if you're not prepared, it can really wreck your day. That's the boss that you face in the sewers. So like, I had to stop the stream uh, two hours in, which doesn't seem like much, but I usually run about three hours each time. Yeah. But in that moment, I feel like, okay, I'm going to stop here. I'm going to grind off camera. So because I know that maybe some people want to see that, but at the same time, like, I'll have plenty of time to show off combat. I have, like, there's so much combat in the game already that they'll be able to see it when they see the stream itself. But I had to get all those death blows back up because the problem with death blows in the game is that um, you don't just learn it when you level up. There's a a specific system in place where each time you use a specific button, it adds to like a point system. And every time you use triangles, like it adds more to like uh, the other combos that use triangles in their in their uh, death blow uh, combination. And like you have to use a certain number of triangles, a certain number of squares, and a certain number of crosses. And like uh, it's a real headache to like just watch me using the same button combinations and not doing any fun combos or anything, just getting that point counter up. And there's also a problem where there's level restrictions on each combination on each death blow. So if I'm right now, my uh, main character, Faye, is at Fee Faye. I've never known which this column, but uh, he's at level 28. He was at level 28 until I uh, I think I'm ready. But uh, Seton and Rhea, uh, Rico... They're at, they were at level 23, and like most people say, like, okay, to be able to beat this boss, you need to be like, if you think you can beat, if you if you want to like a bit of an easier time, then you should get him up to level 28. So like everyone had to get like five levels stronger if I wanted to like be able to beat him safely without having to uh, face him again on stream, and I'm sure that would have just been a headache for people watching. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely uh, a difficult spot. Um, there are a few of those, like you said, those gatekeeping spots. 
it's kind of like when you fought the wall in Final Fantasy VII. Like that was like a that was a big part of it. Uh, yeah, and also like if people might be familiar, if they played Persona Four, they uh, uh, Yuriko's is that her name? I forget <laughs> the uh, the uh, Yukiko. The, yeah, Yukiko, the okay. Phoenix boss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was also a pretty the Phoenix in the cage. <laughs> I yeah, had to go back and like... grind a bunch. So yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just. And the uh, the um, bullfighter, I forget what his name is, in uh, Shin Megami Tensei Nocturne. Oh, notorious! Yes, I heard so much yes, about yes. that. How every time the I bring matador. up Nocturne, it's all yeah, the matador uh, constantly <clears throat> told how annoying they are. <laughs> so yeah, a lot have of you, death screens, a lot of game overs. Have you have you played Nocturne yet? Um, I played a few hours of it. I yeah, one of these days, one of these days. I'll yeah. I've got, I've beaten it like twice. I it once regularly, and then I went through it again. Actually, I think I've no, I did beat it twice. Yeah, I beat it regularly, and then I beat it through the special hell route, which uh, requires some detour through the Amala labyrinth. So it's it's like a kind of thing where you just you have to play it twice to get like the full experience. And uh, I think Nocturne is easy enough to play that, or at least not easy enough to play, but is so enjoyable that you want to go back and beat it again. Sure. Especially like the, cause the experience you get from beating it, the, I guess the good way or the bad, like the evil way are different enough that you kind of, uh, you get two different experiences or at least two uh, varied enough that it feels different at the same time. So yeah, that's uh with Xenogears. Like I think I'll be streaming tomorrow to make it even more biblical. Uh, Is it a Sunday? Is that all? Yes. (laughs) Yes. Well, Xenogears loves its uh, biblical references. You said it was biblical before, and I was concerned. I was like, wait, is there like a holiday tomorrow? But no, it's just a Sunday. Okay. It's going to be biblical in the sense that it's going to be apocalyptic. But no, it's... We're not at that point in the game yet. We're not in the... No, we're not in the real biblical parts of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We're not in the parts where, like... Heaven and hell, raining down fury, and all kinds of... Choo-choo. Yeah, uh, killing God as you do. In yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. So... We've already gotten to that point. We've already heard about the killing of God in Zeno Gears, and mm-hmm. I'm sure people know where this is going. It's kind of similar to other games, or like, well, they also like they a... also had the one green angel. Like they had the, the yeah. angels. Uh, you've already went through the Nissan Sanctuary, so you got that yeah. experience as well. Like Saw Sephiroth, uh, yeah, pretty much uh, with the yeah. music and all. Uh, but yeah, so it's been a, a lot of those games too. Yeah, and I just installed a bunch of add-ons for World of Warcraft, and I'm setting myself up. I'm going to play uh, after this podcast is over. I'm going to go back downstairs and start playing some because there's a new expansion coming out in a couple weeks. Yes. And I'm going to be reviewing that, the Battle for Azeroth. And I'm going to hopefully I can remember enough about the lore of the game that I can write a review without having to like struggle to remember everything. Because oh, sure. yeah, yeah. It's been a year since Legion, or at least is it a year or two years. It's always hard to remember. Don't they do an expansion every two years? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. been two years. Most MMOs do that. I know Final Fantasy yeah. does that. Yeah. But yeah, the Battle for Azeroth is like going back to old school Warcraft, Horde versus Alliance. No a gray middle area going on. No external threat going on. Just good old fashioned one on one. And uh, I just have, to, there's like a lot of stuff that you don't like in between each expansion that you have to discover for yourself or else you're left like, what the heck's going on here? Why is this person dead? Or why is this person come back? Or who's that person? Why are they leading the thing, uh, the 
tribe now, or it's a lot to keep track of. And I already have a friend of mine who I used to play all the time with that has pretty much abandoned the game because Cataclysm, and from then on, it's just completely ruined the game for them. And they said, okay, no more. And I wouldn't be surprised if that's the feeling that a lot most people have about that game. Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm sure there's plenty of people that have made um, lore videos on World of Warcraft, so you could always watch something. Like, I'm sure there's like, a really good You think Vadi made one? <laughs> Probably. Um, he makes it yeah. broad, lore videos on everything, so possibly yeah. on that, too. So. Uh, but yeah, uh, so a lot of that, uh, that's good to hear. Uh, keep yep. us updated on, on the experience that you have with that. Turning to James, uh, you mentioned it before. Uh, I don't know how much we're going to be able to carry this conversation, so let's let's get into it. Though you said Evo, which is totally RPG set related, so we're going to talk about it. Um, yeah, totally I'm, RPG related. Persona, um, Persona Arena, I'm sure. Well, I yeah. mean, yeah, they're Persona fighting games, and like they're in cross tag battle. Well, basically cross tag battle. Yeah. Um. Anyways, um. I've been getting into fighting games a lot more recently. I've always been kind of a fan of Blaze Blue, and I've played a bit of Guilty Gear, but mm-hmm. it's one of those things where I haven't had anyone to actually play it with, so I haven't had the chance to kind of really get deep into those games. Um, recently, I've been getting into them. I, uh, couple, a bunch of mutual friends um, made a Discord server that's been uh, fairly active, like at least like a few times a week we've been hopping on, playing Blaze Blue, Guilty Gear, that sort of stuff. So I've been getting back into fighting games, and I uh, guess good timing too, because this weekend is uh, EVO, which is the premier fighting game like tournament slash uh, expo thing that happens once a year. We're already um, getting some good stuff out of it too, like apparently the original Guilty Gear is coming to the Switch, which is pretty cool. Yep, that was announced before EVO, I think, but yeah, it's coming to the Switch, which is uh, kind of interesting, so I mean... Uh, there's a lot of hints that a new Guilty Gear is probably going to be announced sometime this weekend just by looking at um, Arc System Works' uh, booth and the fact that they have uh, Guilty Gear on Sunday instead of uh, Blaze Blue, which means that they probably have a big announcement for Sunday that deals with Guilty Gear. And it's been uh, four or three years since uh, Guilty Gear Exard signed, so it's about time for them to have the next big Guilty Gear release, which will probably be on Unreal Engine 4 because they ported their kind of art style um, in the engine to uh, Unreal Engine 4 for Dragon Ball. So it just makes sense for them to kind of push forward those enhancements to the next Guilty Gear. I'm, I'm kind of shocked just because it's like, obviously they can announce a new Guilty Gear, and I'm sure it's going to look a lot similar to Exerd, which is the last one, but sort of like, you know, Revelator and Sign. But I was assuming that they were going to apply the same technology to Blaze Blue, but that didn't seem to be the case. They stuck with the 2D style, uh, even with uh, cross yeah they're, yeah, they're sticking to the 2D style of Blaze Blue because they've said that they kind of want the two series to be visually distinct. That's, I mean, Guilty Gear when you're looking at the side it still looks like the way it oh yeah looks, it's a beautiful yeah. game and in many ways i'd actually argue that the 3d um technology that they've done for guilty gear makes it look like the best looking fighting game on the market and it allows them to really any take game really <laughs> you know it's it's bar none one beautiful of the best game. looking games period beautiful game. yeah but yeah um really good year for fighting games this year actually because dragon ball came out earlier this year cross tag came out um got soul Calibur six coming out in october oh, so footage. it's like new lots footage. of announcements yep maybe the uh, more tekken stuff that'd be cool too yeah there there might be an announcement for tekken i don't know uh they might do more dlc yeah but yeah i've been too. yeah i've been playing a lot of uh 
Blaze Blue, been playing a bit of Guilty Gear. Uh, later this month, um, Undernight in Birth, I'm not even going to try to pronounce the rest of that name, is getting ported to, well, the latest version of it is getting ported to PC. So from the sounds of things, it's going to be 40 bucks. May or may not have an early purchase discount, so who knows. But going to get that on launch because I don't have it on PS4 and a bunch of the people that I'm playing with also play that game. So good excuse to <laughs> It's weird seeing that game in any sort of like uh, serious conversation just because before it was considered like a really deeply underground style game, like people playing it out of their garages. Oh, and I mean, it still it. is. I mean, yeah. it's the same developers that did Melty Blood, yeah. which the running joke in the fighting game community is that Melty Blood is the poverty fighting game. Poverty, people that's play the it on, <laughs> yeah, people play it on literally anything, literally anywhere. So, I mean... Eh, I, I'm pretty excited to try it out. I haven't actually had the chance to play Under Night and Birth yet, or actually Melty Blood for that matter. I just bought it on Steam a few days ago. Which, by the way, if you're into fighting games, there's a big uh, fighting game uh, sale going on on Steam right now. Yeah, um, PSN as well, by the way. Yes. Yeah, PSN as well. Um, you can get Guilty Gear, the Xard Revelation, uh, Revelator 2 for like 23 bucks. So that's with all the DLC characters, and that is probably the best 2D fighting game on Steam right now. Um, you can get Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle for a slight discount on Steam, though uh, CD Keys actually has it for like 23 bucks, and they're, they're a gray key reseller. They're not like G2A where they scam like people, but they're basically buying like copies of games in other countries to resell them. And they're, they're not going to get scammed with them, and it's not like they're... Act, they're actively malicious so if you want to get it for cheap there yeah it's still, still there. a pretty great market so yeah we don't actively promote that kind of stuff but yeah uh oh, i'd rather sorry. support the developers but yeah uh you know that's I mean, it's, it's still it's, supporting the developers it's just um no it's not it's not <laughs> that's okay uh let's let's uh so yeah it's just been a lot of the fighting games but you also i see you've been tweeting a lot about this umineko when the seagulls cry uh you've been catching up on that Yes, um, a bunch of the people I'm mutuals with on Twitter have been reading through that recently, and uh, it's kind of crazy because, like, especially on like some of these Discord groups I'm on, like, it, it feels like everyone is reading Umineko, at least in the neck of the woods I'm at. So it's been kind of interesting because I've been reading it, I've been having my own like thoughts about the game, well, visual novel, and then all these other people are reading and they have their own thoughts, and it's kind of a bit of a almost a community group reading session even if it wasn't intended to um to be that way so uh if you guys listening don't know what umineko is it is basically i believe both halves combined makes it the longest visual novel out there not surprised <laughs> or something <laughs> it's it's really long it's um eight chapters and each chapter itself is probably like 12 to 15 hours long Sounds so. right. Yeah, it's extremely. I've everything I heard about that. Like, I mean, the games that I only time I've tried a, a couple of visual novels. I mean, I try to play more, but man, uh, it's like forty hours a route in some of those games. But Umineko is just extremely massive. It's insane. Yeah, if every chapter like combined, it's easily a hundred hours long. Yeah. And... yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've been enjoying it. I'm about three quarters of the way through i'm on chapter seven now so i'm getting to the climax which is good but man that is one long visual novel <laughs> it's intense yeah. so but it seems like you're having a really good time with this it seems like you haven't seen oh, yeah. good reactions from that 
It's very, very good. It's um, not for everyone, especially if you uh, don't want to mod, uh, mod it at all, because the uh, both of the default um, portrait styles in the Manga Gamer release aren't for everyone. Like uh, the uh, new Pachinko um, game portraits that they have are eh. Like some characters are fine in them, but they're very, very different from the original portraits, which are also uh, eh. special. <laughs> they're not that special. great, I'm, yeah. I mean, the one reason why I'm using the original portraits is that, if nothing else, the faces are super expressive. So that's yeah. good. It's like 90s style. Uh, <laughs> super expressive, yes. Yeah. Um, there's also unofficial mods to uh, get the PS3 portraits in, which are yeah. basically... HD versions of the original portraits that look definitely better and the uh, expressions are still pretty good there. Like if I was recommending it to anyone that felt like they couldn't get used to the original portraits, I'd definitely say use the PS3 portraits over the Manga Gamer Pachinko portraits. Um, Also, there's a very, very good uh, mod that adds in the voice acting from the PS3 version which pretty much everyone that's used the mod agrees that it's kind of hard to go back from because literally every piece of dialogue in the game, which this is a huge dialogue-heavy visual novel, is voiced. Yes. So that's like, yeah, it's like a huge patch. It's really great voice acting now, so. Um, But yeah, very good visual novel. Again, not for everyone because it's very confusing. Very, it, It doesn't outright tell you what the secret is like it gives you a bunch of hints and i feel like most people at least understand who did it by like the end of chapter six but it's also one of those things it's a very slow burn and it's also very confusing and you i don't know it just i'm not sure if it's for everyone but it's definitely if you feel like it's your cup of tea if you really like mystery visual novels it's must read have you uh, seen the Tenacious D anime music video using Iwanika? Uh, no, I have not. No, it's uses uh, Beelzebub from the uh, Pick of Destiny, and it involves that I, I don't know her name, but the what the like the classy lady that you once took a screenshot of and shared the one uh, with the Beatrice. Yeah, that's yeah, a, yeah, yeah, Beatrice. Yeah. yeah, and like I think you should look it up sometime because it's amazing how they kind of make it sync up and everything. Yeah. It's just like that whole episode of uh, that involves her that they used it. I know you haven't seen the anime, but I'm sure you've seen enough of the game that I think yeah. even, avoid I think the anime context. Uh, Neko. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I've, I've not heard good things about it. It's like yeah. the, that's the biggest problem is like when you're trying to adapt something like that. Like I'm also doing. Well, people actually had a good a- adaptation. Yeah, I mean, I'm also doing an anime podcast um, that we do every Sunday, but like uh, there's. A couple adaptations of visual novels going on right now. This this uh, island this is one of them. Steins island. Gate Zero. I'm so, I'm sorry. Uh, Steins Gate Zero Island and what else? Angels of Death. Angels of Death. Uh, and I've heard Angels of Death is decent so it's far. Really, it's really good. Like I stopped watching Island after the first episode because I just couldn't stand it at all. I heard it's getting better, but even then, I'm I'm not really uh, that interested in it. Angels of Death makes me really want to play the visual novel it's based on because so far I'm having a great time with it. Like anyone who's seen My Hero Academia, it's got the voice actor of Bakugo as the main dude. And he has like this really like sharp cackling. It's like a really sharp cackling noise that he makes uh, constantly. And it makes me laugh every time and uh, how, how amazing he is. So, What um, anime is this? Uh, the, the new one, uh, it's Angels of Death. It's got a guy. It- go ahead. 
Is it? I'm trying to remember that anime that uh, that somebody compiled a compilation of that guy's like voice who always did the same like kind of inflection of his. I'm like, eh. <laughs> no, it's I mean, this I is a to... brand new this is a brand new anime going this season. I think I'm not sure what you're referring to, but the, it's definitely a brand new one and it's based on a visual novel. But yeah, no, it's like the Guzai anime is not that great either because it rushes things a lot and they're trying to like compact things. That's the I played the first Guzai anime. anime. It was a Oof. Oof. Yeah, it's, it's not like, good. It's who not who fun. had the brilliant idea to give a visual novel twice the size of Steins Gate half the year time? They're actually on God. Kickstarter, Gazaya Phantom Trigger. They're, they're trying to do a Kickstarter to do that one as well. But that was because of, based on the success of Fruit of Gazaya, like that trilogy that they made Phantom Trigger. And so potentially it could be really good because uh, they uh, have less to, like, uh, less content to have to pour over to cut. And so it might be better off that way. But we'll have to wait and see for that. But yeah, uh, obviously you've been live tweeting a lot of your reactions to that. So if people want to find out some of the. Uh, your reaction to that content they could check out on your twitter um, yeah also yeah. if you want to avoid spoilers that's why i gave it a hashtag so people can just mute it so they're gonna yeah. follow you and mute you immediately then if that was the case. uh yeah but cool uh cool it's good to hear that you're having a good time with that uh but yeah it makes me want to play more visual novels so i get the full breadth of content uh context for these characters yeah um i definitely if you're new to visual novels i'd recommend well Science Gate's the one that a lot of people recommend at first, but it also has a bit of a slow start. But pretty much every really good visual novel, I feel like, has a bit of a slow start. Like, Mub Love has that. Um, oh, yeah. Utuaru Rumono has that, which I'd classify as a visual novel, because it, it sure as hell doesn't have that much uh, actual tactical RPG gameplay. It does, but it's like the beef... The I freaking... Game. Yeah, I love yeah. Utuaru Rumono to death, so that's like I highly recommend checking those out, because, yeah, it combines mostly visual novel with some tactical rpg like you said so that's a really uh easy one to recommend uh Gazaya, i thought was really good as well i have not played past yeah. the first one though and i only played run route so but apparently that was one of the better ones so maybe i'm okay more with that. people need to read chaos child the word of warning it is very graphic so <laughs> yeah. if you're not really uh a big fan of squeamish uh, CGs. Like, there's this one moment. Sayanuta. Like, I... <laughs> uh, yeah, Sayanuta is also a really good one, but also the same uh, warning kind of applies to that one. Oh my God. Um, but yeah, Chaos Child. Child, oof. Like, I'm usually not one to get um, kind of sh- um, shaken up by that sort of stuff. There's like one CG in particular in Chaos Child where anyone that's read the visual novel probably knows the one I'm referring to. It's just like, oh my god, and I just had to set it down for like a good half an hour before I could get back to reading it. I mean, and there's uh, there's plenty of like a bunch of like key anime, like the visual novels that uh, that originated from those. Like people who maybe have checked out a lot of key anime, like Little Busters and Angel Beats. Like there are English versions of those now. You can check out on Steam or Manga Gamers, or I think Jest maybe. I forget uh, where those are spread out, but yeah, um, uh, and uh, Canon. And there's a ton of great stuff you can check out on Steam right now, and they tend to be on sale anytime there's like a Steam sale. Like the visual novels tend to be as well, and I think they're, I they can be fun read it yet but a lot of people swear by the house in fada morgana yes that's apparently that's, that's a really good one and there's a sequel coming yeah out. i need to get to liz that. just be uh finished it and she said that the ending was so great that she's like reduced to tears kind of thing yeah yeah uh, that's um, that's a really you can too. get a physical copy of that on manga gamers website and it comes with a steam key that's actually how i got umineko is that anime expo i bought both physical copies of it and 
they also came with Steam keys. So that's one thing that's really cool about them. Yeah. Uh, so obviously, and you know, anybody who needs recommendations for visual novels, just follow us. Uh, we got people on staff who reviewed a bunch of them. And so we, we're, we can definitely give you guys some suggestions anywhere from like just visual novels to Atome to anything like that. You know, we, we've got enough of that covered that we can always give you a suggestion or two. So um, yeah. even if we're called RPG site, we do cover our visual novels quite a bit. So also know. there's a bunch of people in the uh, discord on general that talk about visual novels every now and then. Yeah. Like uh, I uh, reading Steiner's in there. I think uh, Molly is in there. Um, Bertolus JP. Um, they're both translators in the visual novel scene. So if you want to talk about that stuff, they'll probably be down to talk about it. With yeah. Some other people. Yeah. Check us out on uh, discord.me slash RPG site. Uh, definitely have a lot of people there who play visual novels who can help you out. Uh, well, for me, it's just actually, I mean, I don't have much to say. It's just been a lot of no man's sky. So let's get into the news. Um, so big news, uh, just happening earlier today, uh, that Atlas revealed persona Q2, uh, new cinema labyrinth. Now this is something that was like teased for a while. It's, it's just like the persona five arena. Like it's something that they talked about wanting to go back to. And so clearly they've been working on this for a bit. So uh, we don't have a lot to go off of. It's just the fact that uh, they released about a minute-long teaser for the game. Uh, it showed, and, and for people who are not familiar with it, this is the uh, Persona Q was that Etrian Odyssey developed title that had Persona Four, three and four characters that were chippified. Uh, so that came out on exclusively for the 3DS a few years ago. So this is the sequel to that one. Uh, a big part about this is that not only is there Persona 4, 3 and 4 characters... Actually, no, I don't think there was even 4, right? This was like Persona 3 and 5. Did, was there anything, any 4 in there? I don't remember seeing any 4. In, oh. uh, in which one? The first one oh, or the second no. one? Oh, okay. Sorry. Correction. I just watched it. Yes. So we have Persona 3 and 4 and 5. That's what's in Persona Q2. So yeah. the details that we've got here is that it'll be out on November 29th. Uh, it's only announced for Japan so far, but that'll be uh, exclusively once again for the 3DS. Bit of a shame, because that would have been cool to see on the Switch, but we'll see if they decide to do that. At least we got a new Etrian Odyssey for the Switch coming. Uh, but also, they'll be sharing more details on the game uh, in a stream that'll be happening in a couple of days. Uh, I don't know the timing of the stream itself, so either it's like really super early uh, in the West on August 6th, or it'll be late uh, tomorrow night, but... Definitely we'll share any details that come from that. But perhaps the biggest news from it, not only is the fact that it was announced, but also after the uh, the original credits uh, in the trailer, they revealed that the Persona 3 portable main character, um, female main character, excuse me, uh, is there. And it's something that people were bummed out that Persona 3 dancing did not have her. But I guess she's going to be in an RPG, so even better. It's not like this weird thing where... Um, I would say I would have loved to see her in HD, you know, just like the Persona 3 protagonist. Uh, but at least we're getting her in some form uh, in this game. And I wonder if uh, she's going to be controllable controllable, or her own separate character. Um, it'd be interesting to see what they do with that. Uh, did either of you guys play Pers- uh, Persona Q at all? Um, I own the limited edition for it, but I have not played it yet. <laughs> oh, what about you, Adam? I uh, played a little bit of it. I didn't get that far in it, though, because it didn't seem to be much what I wanted out of the game. Did you yeah. uh, Did you ever play the Etrian Odyssey games, Adam? I played a little bit here and there. Uh, I got. Four, right? I think I liked the Untold a little bit more because it had more of a structure to it. Because yeah. that's what I didn't really like out of the other Etrian Odyssey games. It didn't have much structure. It had more do what you want and get through this dungeon. It didn't have much story or anything. 
until it seemed to be hitting more nuts for me. But at the same time, I did like filling out the maps or yeah. and all that, so I kind of gave up after a little while. Yeah, I oh mean, man, it's, it's like I, I love filling out the map, and it's like I love like actually creating my own party and kind of creating my own story for that stuff. I still need to get to finishing. Uh, Etrinazi 4 and then playing the rest of the Etrinazi games I bought. <laughs> yeah, Adam Vitaly yeah. uh, did that. He got through all the games. And, of course, he's been covering the series for the site after he did that. Uh, so he reviewed 5 uh, last year. And now we've got Cross coming up uh, for the Switch. And, and Excuse me, for the 3DS. Uh, and then an yeah. Etrin Odyssey coming around the corner for the Switch. So, like, Well, we don't know if it's coming out on Switch. Like, they just said the new Etrinazi is going to come out. Well, no, they, they, they said, have... they pretty much implied heavily that they 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 put oh. uh, Etrin Odyssey Cross, is, it's behind them. I mean, I can pull this up, but I'm, I know almost for a fact here, like, almost 100% sure that they said that Cross is the last game for the 3DS, but now they can look forward to the Switch. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull this up because I want to prove you wrong right here and now, James. This well, is... no, 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 no. I'm just okay. saying that I'm, I'm not sure if they've even actually confirmed there's going to be another Etrin Odyssey game after. No, Did uh-huh. they switch? They already announced. No, 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 act- this yeah. was like a week ago, buddy. Yeah, this they didn't is- even say what platform. They just said that Etrin Odyssey Cross was going to be the last one on the 3DS. And that what else could it, it be? The series wasn't dead. Well, it, it could just be that they don't do any more Etrin after that. Because honestly, like half the reason Etrin was a thing was because you could actually map out the... Uh, Thing, the uh, dungeons on the bottom screen. No, no, no. It's 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 the next stage of the Etrian Odyssey series. That's it's not it's not that they're going to move on. It's that we're working toward a completely new world for the Etrian Odyssey maybe, series. Maybe they're going to get rid of that part of it. I don't know. Well, that, that would part. be. Why would they lose? They, why would they drop the thing that the most like a name they, that's, so that's the iconic thing about Etrian yeah. Odyssey is I'm the map and the drawing itself. Gonna, they're not going to drop the name, though. I that's that would be ridiculous. They would lose so much marketing power if they decided to drop I mean, the name altogether. At this point, Etrian Odyssey is one of Atlas's biggest IPs. <laughs> yeah, you're proving my point. What do you mean dropping the name? Yeah, they're not going to move on. I from mean, Etrian I don't Odyssey. want it to. It's just like I'm not sure how exactly it would work on a Switch. Like maybe open I, up a menu, or maybe have like a, a mini menu that you can look at, but then you can pull up to a full screen and fill it out. No, there's yeah. A, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's definitely got to be a way for them to get around that. I mean, that's the same argument. Someone message the uh, development team and tell yeah. them to design it to work <laughs> on this. Not going to you, <laughs> man. If, if anything, they're going to ban you from YouTube if you so much as look at them weird. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I mean, it's it's a, actually a given that it's going to be a, an Etrian Odyssey game for the Switch because it said, yeah, Etrian Odyssey Cross, the last game. It might. It actually came out. It came out. Uh, speaking of which, Etrian Odyssey Cross uh, came out in like Japan. A few weeks just ago. hold on. Let's talk, talk to each other. Uh, just the other day, Etrian Odyssey Cross came yeah. out in Japan. So uh, I'm looking for... I don't know what the reactions have been, but I'm sure they've been good. But yeah, almost assuredly, it's it's an Etrian Odyssey game for the Switch that they're teasing because they, they they pretty much are implying so heavily on that one. Yeah. I wonder if they're going to go like big with it, like uh, run around on an overworld kind of thing. Mm-hmm. No, that, that would be so against what their audience is looking for. Uh, I it, just... I'm just wondering. You know that's all. I, I mean, you know what I just realized? Atlas hasn't um, localized Etrian Mystery Dungeon two yet. Yeah. Yeah. No, but that's, I mean, they were, t- they were only speaking. Of, yeah, I mean, it would be great to see that happen, but you know, they haven't spoken in context. They were speaking in context this series, not in terms of Western localization. But you know, there's they've definitely missed it. We missed out on some of their stuff, but yeah, um, you know, getting back to the topic at hand, it's just that it would be. Uh, Interesting to see what else they do with Persona Q2. Uh, so we'll have to find out in that uh, in that stream that they're going to have in a couple of days here. But we'll have coverage of that up on the site. 
Um, and speaking of which, uh, someone pulled this from I forget what it was. It was uh, what was it? It was like it was, a product listing, right? Yeah, mm, I think yeah. it was on the, on their official website, which is why people are giving it the time of day. Yeah, but um, despite Atlas saying that Persona Three Dancing, Persona Five Dancing were coming early 2019 in the West, uh, yeah. we've got a theoretical release date for the games in like December fourth, is it or something like that? December third, I think. Third, yeah. Or, well, third, fourth, same difference. Um, which is decidedly not early 2019, so it's, hmm, wonder if that was the original plan that got delayed or if they're pushing it up. I don't know. No. Yeah. And, and you're right, it was the fourth. But the, I think the problem is that, isn't that like the same day as Just Cause as, 4? <laughs> and isn't that also the yes. same day as uh, Smash Bros? Is it? I think it is. December... Hold on, December seventh. <laughs> so it's it's kind of it's a it's a few days off, but yeah, that's a that oh, whole man. week <laughs> is a mess uh, in terms yeah. of. And then, I mean, obviously the different platforms. Uh, except and, for and it's not even confirmed but, yeah. about the actual date because again, it could have been the original plan for it to be December fourth, and then it got delayed into early twenty nineteen. But who knows? Yeah, they've messed up on trailers before, so it wouldn't shock me if they messed up on that. But that was an update to the page, not like an outdated date, so I don't know what the case is for that one. Um, But yeah, uh, I mean, the sooner the better, because I'm looking forward to playing it. had a great time with it during E3, and so I would love to check it out some more. uh, It would be funny if it was actually coming out December 4th and we're still getting the Vita version digital only, because... The whole reason why they said the Vita version wasn't going to be physical was because they weren't sure if they'd be able to get the game out in time for the physical carts. So if it was coming out in December, it's like, okay, well, that excuse is kind of dead now. Yeah, I'm, I sincerely, I, I, I don't want them to make any more 3DS games and stuff like that, like or Vita games. Like, move on. Let's let's talk about the new platforms now. I mean, I love the Vita to death, but like honestly, like stop putting out those games. I guess Sony's forcing no, 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 their no. hand anyway, so it doesn't matter. Put out the Utawari uh, Mono One remake on PS4. Unista, or... I would say just PS4. Oh, yeah. <laughs> honestly, yeah. Like, I, you I, talking I, about that? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, that. That's a lot of the details right there. Uh, Atlas, of course, is sharing, uh, still pushing heavily into Persona. Persona, um, but hopefully, <laughs> we'll get some details about Shin Megami Tensei Five soon enough. But I assume they yeah. wait till maybe TGS for something regarding that. I doubt yeah, we'll hear yeah. anything about it during this Evo, but there is a chance because, um, as people have been saying on Twitter, whenever Atlas drops information about Persona, they drop a lot of information at the same time. It is Evo, maybe sometime this week and we might hear about a persona 5 arena or something it could be what guilty gear is going to be instead of guilty gear a new game is going to be an arc system works announcement of a new persona dancing game but we'll find out i guess yeah i'm pretty sure it's going to be a new guilty gear is pretty much inevitable because like i tweeted out um i noticed that the official arc system works uh u.s uh online store has links to buy both blaze blue and guilty gear games but the guilty gear section is currently empty so yeah, potentially we'll have to we'll have to find out. But that, um, uh, but yeah, anything obviously relevant to our interest, we'll cover on the site and of obviously talk about it on the next podcast. Um, yep. The next big uh, chat. Uh, speaking of which, uh, talking about different platforms here, uh, Sony uh, ForwardWorks uh, they finally revealed Arc the Lad R. Now during the last podcast, we kind of uh, 
alluded to what it was. Um, they just said that there was going to be a, a big po- a post about that, a big update about that. Uh, and they did give out the details. And so uh, all we really know is that it's called Arc the Lad R, which would indicate that it's a reboot because <laughs> that's what R typically means in Japan. Um, it's got uh, some of the... Uh, Tales of Hearts R. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, that's a remake, but that's a little bit different. Uh-huh. But yeah, it's um, it's got the same... They, they announced this originally, the Arc the Lad, uh, game way back during December 2016 during an event where they, of course, officially um, announced the formation of uh, Ford Works, which is Sony's subsidiary that's meant to take their old properties and give them a makeover for other platforms um, just to bring them back into like the modern era. Uh, but it's a free-to-play title and it's got uh, A-plus is head up the development Um they have uh, worked on several different mobile games, so they don't have any, like, I can't say a game here that people would recognize. So, uh, But some of the interesting things about this is that it's got, um, the art style to it is kind of resembling uh, Bravely Default. It's chibified 3D models. It's got a neat look to it. Um, and so uh, it's it's also, it's set 10 years after the events of Arc the Lad 2. Uh, in fact, the story trailer they put out kind of spoils the ending to Arc the Lad 2. So uh, people who check out the post after this podcast, uh, I would probably recommend not seeing that unless you are curious and you don't care about that. Uh, but it is supposed to be out later this year. Uh, and it's got a ton of different mechanics in there. But it seems like, you know, uh, for the most part, I mean, Adam, we are the only one I think amongst us who has played the Arc the Lad games. Uh, and at least beaten them. I can't speak for James, but I assume well, so. But yeah, it's I've only, that... I've only, I haven't, I've only, I got pretty far in Twilight of the Spirits, but that's about it. I, I only played a little bit of one and two. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, I would there say is... at the very least, it's that there's no distinctive style to it, and that they kept trying to change it up to make it look yeah, different. Yeah. And as because of that, I think that this affects me a lot less than say Fantasy Star does. I mean. I've only played Fantasy Star, so of course it's going to be like that. But uh, I think that I was actually, I don't know about you guys, but I thought it looked pretty neat, and I, I would want to give it a try. Oh, man. I downloaded the Fantasy Star Online 2 mobile game like a few months ago just because it was an easy way to buy uh, credits for Fantasy Star Online 2 if you're in the U.S., and it is not good. <laughs> no, I've not heard good things about that at all. Did you play the? Yeah. Did you ever see uh, see about like the the PS4 or Vita versions? I guess those are like region locked, though, aren't they? Um, for Fancy Star Online too. Yeah. Uh, I have a Japanese Vita with a Japanese um, PSN account. There's actually a fan uh, translation patch for the Vita version That's of right. Fancy Star Online too. I remember that. Um, one of these days, I'll download it and try it, but honestly, I don't see a real reason because, honestly, <laughs> I tried a um, Fancy Star Online 2 Cloud on the Switch, and it works decently enough for me, I, at least. I guess one of the perks for being on the West Coast is that the lag isn't too bad to, um, to Japan. <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, but some yeah. of the details about that Arc the Lad game, though, is that you control Haruto, who is the main character, um... Uh, of the story here um but there will be appearances from other characters in the series so in typical free-to-play fashion uh that's what is going to draw people in um but you know that's we've got the announcement trailer and the story trailer up on the site that you guys can take a look at and maybe you'll have the same reaction i did uh but also it it kind of shows that uh and there's been some hints here that sony's pretty close to announcing whatever that wild arms game is supposed to be um that's supposed to be part of his 20th anniversary announcement. That's what that was. But um, 
Gosh, that's we're going back to a series that I have a lot of fondness for, and so I hope they do that one good because it's kind of sad to see what happened to Ark the Lad and Mod Arms, and that they kind of went, uh, they disappeared about a decade ago, uh, for one reason or another. Like the last Mod Arms games was, was a PSP title. Ark the Lad, the last game was that PS2 game you mentioned, Twilight of the Spirits, which was like a greatest hits. That wasn't so great. No, it was uh, the last one was called Darkness. And they used a bunch of stuff from Twilight of the Spirits. I made the same mistake last week. Honestly, yeah, it's, it's fine. It's 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 a very forgettable game that they just tried to push. Like I think uh, there was a town in Twilight of the Spirits where man and demon try to live together in harmony, kind of thing. And that's where you start off out in in the darkness. And it tried to push this kind of online stuff, like multiplayer, and barely anyone was playing at the time where I got it. Like I rented it like right when it came out and nobody was playing online. So because like not a lot of people had their PS2 with online capabilities in the first place. So yeah, that's that's the PS2 era. I'll just just say this, uh, Twilight of the Spirits. It has a combat system that's similar to quest 64. Well, hell yeah. (laughs) It has like a circle that you run around in and then you try to get as close and to the enemy as possible to either hit them or use magic. And it's just that kind of, it's that combat system is just like quest 64. Well, I mean, yeah, except for the spells and all that, but it just, that circle you run around in is the same thing. Well, hyperdimension or tuny also, uh, but everyone's directly inspired by quest 64 is what we've learned today. Yeah, that'll be out soon here. And uh, the last piece of news we've got is just the fact that Square Enix, after completely wrecking it uh, on the release of Chrono Trigger at the end of February, when that initially came out out of nowhere, um, people who don't know, they released, uh, it was supposed to be like a special release uh, on Steam. The first time it ever came to PC, it was this anniversary update that they also pushed towards the mobile version of that. Um and it was garbage. Uh, it had redrawn spites, spites that looked crap. Uh, and also, they made a lot of changes. Like it was, it was messing up. Like you couldn't keybind anything. Uh, the enter the like the, to enter names, you had to go through. It was just all a huge mess. Um, it was amazing because like you saw people on Twitter saying, "Oh my God, Chrono Trigger's on Steam," and they were really excited. And then like. Five minutes later, once everyone had finished downloading it, they said, do not buy this. <laughs> yeah, it was ridiculous also because um, people got upset uh, that people were giving it such bad reviews on Steam. And they said, who cares? It's Chrono Trigger. People should be happy. It's like, no, that's not how you do a classic like that. So um, It's probably what Square was hoping people would think. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, and, and it's uh, obviously it came back and bite them. But they've got a history of this in terms of like Final Fantasy V and VI. Um, they've. Uh, release them with awful looking quality uh, with like you know uh, messing up the sprites uh, the blurriness uh, of everything um, the UI the... Just, it, it was uh, really sometimes the music yeah. and it kind of makes me wish that they would go back and give uh, their Final Fantasy 5 and 6 uh, the same type of treatment as, yeah. as they're given this game but in any case or at least the same t- treatment that gave yeah. like uh, 1, 2, 3, and 4 whenever I go and actually play 5 and 6 I'm probably those have PSP ports don't they? no not not six. Oh, not five. Five either. oh yeah, there's a GBA port of six that has a patch for the music, so I can play that. Yeah, yeah that's, five that's does that as well. Yeah, that's that's the yeah. best version of that. Otherwise, yeah, the GBA versions, uh, the one and two on PSP are really really good. Four is also amazing on on the PSP, but other than that, um, and yeah, they three, work on the Vita they too. use the three. They use that 3DS 3D models, uh, GBFIs and all that, but. Uh, yeah. One, two, and four. They went the route with uh, high res sprites, but not like 
uh, smoothed, but more like just they redrew the sprites and made it look real nice and that, like yeah. it, it's so great. Yeah, it's yeah. it's such a great it, there's such great remakes of the games that Man, I highly recommend it. I why can't why can't all of uh, sorry why can't all of Square Enix's mobile game remakes be as good as Romancing Saga 2's? I mean, uh, I mean it, that was it was a pretty good one. It makes me excited for three. But uh, I will mention that the Final Fantasy IV 3D version is also on Steam, and I would say that's probably the better way to go because I like that yeah. one quite a bit. Um, they just but, didn't do the same thing they did with uh, one, two, and I mean one, two, and four. They uh, they did uh, pretty much the same game except for they reduced sprites and all that. But three, they just left uh, the 3D models they used for 3DS. So. Yeah. It's just like it's a kind of like a this is a thing you have to deal with if you want to play those games. Well, let me get back to the news then. Um, yeah. So the thing that they re- revealed is that this, they released the final major update uh, to Chrono Trigger, and so um, it's got some additions to it. And so they finally added, and this is what I alluded to before, they added key binding fu- uh, functionality, which allows you to uh, you know rebind the controls to whatever you so choose. Uh, which is great to have, and they also added the ability to, you know, type the name of the character uh, that you want to rename when you first get them into your party. So that's been added. They also added the extra section, which was from the PS1 and Super Nintendo. Excuse me, the the PS1 and the DS versions of that. So they finally added that back to the game, including like was uh, it like I'm sorry, the uh, devour, the time devour? Huh. I think the Time Devourer uh, was the extra boss that they added. Like, it was from Chrono Cross, and they just brought it over to Chrono Trigger. That extra dungeon, extra boss and stuff. Uh, no, those are... Those are I'm, not, I'm talking about the, the option. Like, when you go into, oh, like, start I or think, continue. Or I think Time Devourer was already in yeah. the PC version. So never yeah, mind. yeah. That, was the, that stuff that was in the DS release was already in there. So that's not the case. Yeah. But, you know, it, it's, it's got movies, illustrations, the, uh, the log to tell you how you found the endings, and also the, the sound... Uh, sound option there if you want to listen to the background music which play that and I guess like keep your computer on or something like that it's kind of silly mm. uh, but yeah it, it's it's there and um, with all the changes that they made and all the improvements like they fixed the display bug that was with the game uh, and also uh, issues with it not booting correctly um, they fixed a lot of those different bugs there and so so far based on that it's actually approved pretty drastically to the point that People like I would recommend people play this version. It's fifteen bucks, which is typical, even for like the mobile versions of the Final Fantasy games and other Square Enix titles. Yeah. They put them out for like I'd 15, also, sixteen bucks. I'd um, say also to like encourage them to keep doing stuff like this. You should uh, give give them some money to get them the idea of yeah, do it do it like this from now on, and we'll buy your games. So I'm, like, I'm not going to encourage them to give Square Enix their money to. to yeah, yeah. They no, I bet done... more like. I meant more like not. Uh, I say like give them some credit for what they did. You can leave, you, you can just leave help. a comment. Honestly, yeah. like it's leave uh, a nice compliment on Twitter. It's really it's it's annoying as hell that they try, they they thought that they could pull this off to begin with that they thought they yeah. could get away with it. Uh, it shouldn't have happened. And I like once again we have a plenty of other examples of them not doing the right thing and and finding ways to improve the game. But at least now this has gotten to the point that it's good. I will say the only major bug that I can think of that they have not fixed, and Adam Vitali has brought this up a few times, they have not fixed the sound bug, the music bug. So what happens is that anytime you enter battle and finish it, the music that was playing in the background 
starts from the beginning. Uh, and the same, I think, when you enter the world, like, uh, uh, walk around the world map or something like that. Uh, but the, the combat music resetting is particularly noticeable, and it doesn't seem like they fixed that problem. And I don't know if they ever will. Uh, so that's the only thing I can think of is like a bit of a shame there, because uh, that's the last bug I can think of. Between being this release and uh, preferring this over like the DS version, which is definitely the, the best it's ever been. So, uh, but the fact that this has got all the same content from the DS release now makes it easy to recommend. Not quite everything. I don't think they have all of the DS content quite yet, and they don't have the best the uh, bestiary. Well, you know the bestiary. Yeah. You know if that's really that important to you. Uh, do they have the time devourer though? Uh, I think they have the time devourer, I th- and I don't think they have the extra dungeon from the DS version. No. Okay, I thought they did. I thought that was like the big thing is that they said there was an extra dungeon at the end, and people were like, "Well, that was the DS release, so it's not like it was brand new uh, anyway." I thought that was part know, of the initial I, version. Yeah, I know that there's a few things that are still missing from the DS release, but I'm not yeah. sure exactly what it is. I'm, yeah. yeah, well, either either way, you know, if the beast cherry isn't enough to like break you, um, it's still uh, I, I still think it's it's a it's it's. Uh, finally to the point that we can recommend people buying it, you know, before it's, it was very yeah. easy to like say, uh, you know, save your money and all that. But, uh, you know, now people who have never played Chrono Trigger before, like I had someone in my mentions, um, on RPG sites account say that they've never played Chrono Trigger before, but they heard all the problems that were playing in the original release. And they thought that, well, I'm not going to play it until they fix this. Now it's a good time to play it. So, there you go. Uh, it's 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 gotten to the point that it's very much playable, and people can now buy it if they feel feel like uh, feel like it. Uh, but you know, I would I I kind of hesitate to say you know give them the money to uh, to you know encourage them to do it because that would make it seem like they shouldn't you know that maybe they'll as long as they got paid that's all that matters because a lot of people got refunds immediately after this game went up <laughs> so we'll have to wait. yeah me myself included I just grabbed the extra stuff they had and. Just play Crown Trigger. Yeah. Play Crown Trigger if you haven't already. It's a classic. <laughs> now they need to give the same treatment to Chrono Cross, and that'd be cool. Uh, yeah. All right. So <laughs> to let you guys know, let's wrap things up. We'll let you go where you guys can find us. You can always find us, of course, on RPGSite.net. We've got reviews up. Thanks to Brian of Pillars of Eternity 2, Deadfire, Beast of Winter, the latest expansion for that game. That's up there. He also covered Yakuza 0 on PC, which we kind of mentioned before got a review up on that too and of course you can find all the posts that we made about the news today yep um, also um if right. you're a fan of monster hunter um the latest monster hunter world update just came out recently and we have a guide for the behemoth fight he's yep. a doozy make sure you get a good team if you're gonna attempt it and uh, read our guide <laughs> a lot of good videos out there people getting wrecked by behemoth yeah like you trying to hide behind a shelter in the camp. Getting... <laughs> you even yeah. get in the camp <laughs> Oh, in the man. tent, it's invincible. You, if you just hide in the camp, you'll get killed. But if you, you get in the tent, then you'll be invincible. Yeah. And so God, so... Final Fantasy fourteen all over again. Just yeah. learn the mechanics. Uh, although, to be fair, though, some of those videos, the person had been screwed over like they were trying to hide behind that giant rock that's supposed to defend yeah, them. From, yeah, like, that's the, what I was thinking of. The fire does not balls. work very well with slopes. Nope, and yeah. apparently they got knocked. Uh, the, like, the monster like, came down after rearing when it up. Stopped, yeah, when it slammed <sighs> down its paw, just knocked them out from the, behind the rock, and they got killed right away. Instantly. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That game... I wonder if you uh, did Evade Plus 2, if the uh, Superman dive would be en- have enough invincibility time 
to avoid that. Probably. I think you'd have to be <laughs> superhuman <laughs> to be able to time yeah. that. Yeah, that's the like, you'd have... be like frame perfect every time for that. To yeah, work like out. cool yeah. system speed runs of Monster Hunter World, maybe. But... I mean, I'd I'd watch that. Yeah, um, he's a yeah, fun fight. Too, of he's course. very different. Um, but yeah, yeah, you have a guide out for that. You probably want to read it if you if you want to attempt him. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of guides, um, Liz put up a guide for the Banner Saga 3 about how to get all the different endings so people who are playing that game or interested in jumping into that trilogy and are coming around to the Banner Saga 3 we've got a guide up for that too and of course you can always find us on our Twitter account account at RPG site our Facebook page facebook.com slash RPG site net youtube.com slash RPG site net we've got 4k footage of Yakuza 0 on PC that Brian put up of course, the ongoing Xenogear streams. As you said, Adam, you'll have a stream tomorrow. Uh, we'll, mm-hmm. of course, have that up on our YouTube channel, the VOD of that, um, as soon as that's over with. You can also find... And, by the way, the uh, Twitch channel, if people want to check that out, it's twitch.tv slash RPG site. Pretty easy. Uh, mm-hmm. You can always find us on iTunes, your favorite podcast app. Just search for TetraCast. Like I mentioned before, our Discord link, if you want to chat with us about RPGs or visual novels or anything, uh, Discord. <laughs> Or finding games, uh, discord.me slash RPG site. And lastly, We've got plenty of Octopath discussion going on, and there's Monster Hunter World as uh, conversations started back up again. And we got a Xenoblade 2 room and an online RPG room for people who are going to start playing World of Warcraft or any other online games they want to talk about. So, yeah, in our general chat, it's pretty, uh, pretty, pretty, active. Yeah. pretty active. Yeah, it's pretty active, and uh, there's an anime channel, and uh, yeah. people talk plenty in there. and I I think you have it. Whatever you want to talk about, we have it. Yeah. Yep. Uh, obviously, with your Battle for Azeroth coming around the corner, that online RPG channel can get active again. So we'll have uh, <laughs> plenty to talk about there. And, Here's uh, and lastly, we'd like to share where you guys can find us on Twitter. So where can they find you to learn all about Umineko James? Um, you can find me at the sweet at T-H-E-S-W-W-E-E-T. Okay. And where can they find you, Adam? At A.M. Reese, A-M-R-E-E-S-E. You can find me at always as at Zach Reese. So, yeah, that's it for this August 4th, 2018 edition of the TetraCast. Um, thank you, Adam. Thank you, James, for being a part of this. And thank you all out there for listening. Catch us next week for yet another edition of the TetraCast. Plenty to talk about then. See you later, everyone.